Welcome to Chaotic Harmony. My name is John. This is Crystal. We talk about the joys and the challenges of teaching music in the elementary school classroom. We share struggles, we brainstorm solutions. And we would love to have you join us. All right, welcome back to Chaotic Harmony this week, you guys. Welcome. Before we start, Kay. before we start, uh-huh. have you heard of Wordle? Yes. Okay, yeah. I, I feel like the, the the music education realm, if I go through Twitter, uh-huh. has been on fire with Wordle. It's really? curious. Uh, my yeah. entire Facebook feed is Wordle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if Wordle is because we're recording this before we actually release it, so I have no clue if it's going to be still big. But it's just an interesting observation. Hi, I'm John Sullivan. <laughs> I think you reached the tipping point, so everybody's like, possibly all of it. Yeah, that's how it goes. It's a fad. Welcome to Garrett. Wake up. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by. Yes. <laughs> uh, we just gave them some free advertising. Oh, yeah, we did. Okay, You're welcome. so today's episode is titled "Absences and COVID Protocols and Sub Shortages." Oh my. Oh, no. Oh, my. (laughs) Oh, no. So. Uh, It has been an adventure. Yeah, it has been. Um, Mm -hmm. First off, have you had to substitute? Yes, I have. um, Not a whole day. Okay. Yeah, but we have had. uh, So we have a ranking from our principal for officially who covers classes if there is a lack of subs. Okay. So um, there have to be five or more subs out or people out with no sub coverage before me and the art teacher are pulled okay. to cover classes because, um, you know, we, we supply teacher prep time and I'm really glad that she prioritizes that. Yeah. 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 And they really need it. And they I think do. it's burnout protection and they, st- the <sighs> gen ed teachers still have all of these requirements piled on top of them. So they're working really hard. They need their Everyone's prep. Everyone's working so hard. And yes. I, I think that's the thing. Everyone's that's, tired. But like, let's just put an asterisk here. Like mm-hmm. as stressful as this title that you've just exuded may have <laughs> placed upon every single individual from the general ed teacher, from the music teacher to the admin. Mm-hmm. We're all working hard. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. And I think it's important to acknowledge that everyone is working hard. It's not just some people. Everybody. There is a collective exhaustion yes yes and and just teacher struggle everywhere educational struggle yes parental struggle yes yeah i actually saw on my facebook that there was a group of high school moms who got together on the football field to scream it was like an event like somebody's facebook event event? a planned event and i'm like wow if that's if that's what we're doing I mean, it's a literal cry for help. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're, like the level of stress and exhaustion has just reached this. Cr- and frustration. Yeah. yeah. And frustration has reached a point. We have been in this situation since March. Oh, we've almost reached our two year mark. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I, for, so you've done part time. I did a whole class session. I taught okay. fifth grade. That was fun. Woohoo. For um, a whole day? For a whole day. Wow. I have not been a sub for eight years. Okay. I don't know I'm patting my leg. Anyways, <laughs> but... Um, for emphasis. For emphasis. Yeah, I've not been a sub for eight years, mm-hmm. and it's fasting, so I was teaching mathematics, mm-hmm. um, and I could... I, I love math. I love math. I, I, I've mentioned this on the, on the podcast before, possibly, mm-hmm. but I was considering becoming an engineer before... Oh going to music education before I even going to music composition. I did not know this about you. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Right before, and it wasn't, if it was not for music theory mm-hmm. in 11th grade, I would have went towards engineering. Okay. Definitely had my eyesight. So I All love, right. I love mathematics. Teaching mathematics is something entirely different. Yeah. Um, going beyond that, I think about, um, 
also I did, taught science as well. So it was like a full on session where I took math and science and anyway. Um, and I, yeah, I haven't subbed for for a long time, and yeah. so just it was it was strange. It it's was a completely different way to think. Yeah, and like. Uh, in the one since I recognized, okay, this is a one-time dealio. Mm-hmm. I, I'm helping. I am doing a service to my, to my community. Yeah, but like it's it all was, hands on deck. It was, no, very much. Yeah, like, I, I had no gripes. I totally get it. Yeah, and, like, the teachers who were also were supposed to see me for music, they also totally got it. Yeah, frustrated, but they got it. Right. Um, because we I, we found out the day of. Yeah. yeah. So like. Yeah. But it was like, in the once is also is fun because we were talking about exoplanets and, and science and like going to i brought in like i talked about interstellar have you seen the movie interstellar or not i haven't okay no. it's about like the, the world is dying and so we oh. have to go to a different looking for different planets okay um and so that's kind of what exoplanets are about kind of i mean not the idea of the world dying so like yeah but anyways like it was it was it was, a, it was a cool to interact with kids in a different light but it was man this is not what I was trained for. <laughs> no, not at all. It is nice that we have a relationship built with them. Definitely. So it's not like walking into a classroom full of kids you don't know. Definitely. I definitely had to lay down at the beginning, though. Like, hey, I know you're not used to seeing me in this room, but I'm wearing my ting shot and my normal classroom procedures up a lie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I know your names and I know your families. <laughs> so don't try anything, kiddos. I wish I had my singing bowl. It was very much a flurry. So I wasn't even mm. about anything. I actually okay. I asked the student to like between class but between recess to grab something but like i wish i had my singing bowl I oh yeah definitely i used yeah, yeah. i used my teacher's um bell or whatever signal yeah. Like term, yeah. yeah yeah you know i have to admit when i was reading down the sub plans i was like this sounds like it's gonna be kind of day off like because i'm used to being on all the time oh. you know the way i teach i just i don't sit down oh. i don't stop singing um, there is some independent work, but the entire time the students are doing independent work, I'm walking around uh-huh. the room, I'm helping fill in gaps of learning. This was like 20 minutes silent reading, 20 minutes we're working on Achieve articles. I was like, do you mean I'm just like, I'm going to have 20 minutes to just make sure they're being quiet? <laughs> That wasn't the case for me. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was not my experience. <laughs> okay. <That's, laughs> but so that's different. Different, yeah. Yeah. Um, huh. Yeah, my as I mentioned, uh, what my lessons were. Yeah, it was much mm-hmm. more interactive. And I feel like also yeah. when we got silent, it felt awkward. Yeah, so it was so silent. It's like okay, because you're not some, used to that. Something's got to do. You know, like I felt like fidgety all over the place. Yeah. Walked well, around the class. To like, me, it's the difference between you know we're seeing them for 45 minutes or seeing them for an entire day. Sure, there's no room for silence when you see sure. them 45 minutes once a week. And also, yeah, we also sing. We also yes. do music, and the, yes. the things that we do are very auditory. Yeah. 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 No, they need the silent reading time. They need the silent writing time. Like, I'm not saying that because I'm saying it's wrong. It's important. That's a that's a normal part of a school day. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually tried to incorporate that Mm -hmm. as a side into my students, uh, into my lessons, despite the fact that I only have 35 minutes with my kids. Mm -hmm. I try to give more time for reflection, more time for like individual, also communal reflection. Mm -hmm. So um, I think I mentioned this in an earlier podcast. I can't recall. Um, But like having kids close their eyes and do Think oh, about yeah. what doing what some happened. mindfulness. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's important because that gets them centered in their bodies. I think that something kids have never been particularly good at is just being aware of where they are in space. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I feel it like it takes it's, practice. It does take practice. Yeah. And I think it's worse than usual right now because they have been on screens so much more than they even were. And it was already too much. Um, you know, with the pandemic and distance learning and blah, blah, blah. blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Everything. yeah. So just like learning how to inhabit their own limbs. Yeah. yeah. 
that it's, it's important. But it's, yeah. But mm-hmm. I, I think about the fact that we've been called into these classes. And what does that say about the state of our education? It's very, it's hard. It feels dark. Um, I think that education was already in crisis. They were predicting massive teacher shortages when I was in my credential program. Were they? Okay. They were, okay. yeah. It was a big concern because there was a mismatch between how many people were coming into education programs and how many people were projected to retire. Okay. So they were already... Um, saying it was bad and then uh, I think just you know because a lot of people took retirement early because it was just it's it's unsustainable what mm-hmm. we're doing right now I was listening to a podcast uh, with Dave Chang uh-huh um, he was talking he, he's a chef mm-hmm. or former chef I'm not exactly sure the proper title but like he, he's in the food industry and he talks <laughs> he's in about the food he's in the food and he was talking <laughs> about like how COVID definitely expedited yeah all the things that are on the horizon expedited is a good word yeah because like he saw like the things that were the structures that were happening it's like the mom and pops could not sustain themselves yeah and if anything covid just like zipped it to like 10 years short uh, shorter yep and i feel like if that's true what you're saying yeah that definitely sped up that process too um that all said um i think about yeah so we're talking about the education sorry um Education shortages. Education shortages, yeah. yeah. And it's so hard because I think about where that level starts. Yeah. And in the one sense, it's easy like, It's easy to not, not blame. Blame is the wrong word. But like, I think about like, uh, the admin have to come in to, to try to support mm-hmm. like the lack of teachers. But then if the admin don't have money, mm-hmm. then they it can't help. It is such a web. Yeah, it's a web. It's no one person's fault. It is no one policy thing. But, it is. It's seriously mm-hmm. like a death by a thousand cuts but kind of situation. Maybe it's the system's fault. I yeah. think that's the okay. situation. I think the system, as we said earlier, the system. We we've noticed that the system and there are there are leaks and cracks. And I think yeah. COVID expedited yeah. us understanding where the the leaks are. But like mm-hmm. public education is just not well funded. Oh yeah, for sure. I think that's the biggest problem. Right. Well, and we we were mentioning in a previous podcast yeah, yeah. about how Several podcasts. Y- yes, many. <laughs> not just you know, about the shoes. level. <laughs> Mark, not just shoes. <laughs> the level of education that people um, are expected to have to go into education um, doesn't match our income at all. No, in doesn't. any state, there's yeah. yeah, we're just we're paid way too little for what's expected. And that's what that's why we have a sub shortage. I feel like the subs yeah. are uh, first off, it's not enough pay to place ourselves in risk yeah this badly well yeah and even, even pre-risk to place yourself in this much stress i remember mm-hmm. talking to my friend who used to be a sub before he became a pastor and he was saying some days like wow i'm being paid i think it was 100 bucks during this time I pay, i'm being paid 100 bucks to pay uh, to do uh, to take care of the, uh, these amount of classes okay and some days wow i'm being paid 100 bucks uh-huh. to take care of these classes it's a lot <laughs> it's so much it's a lot yeah it's a lot yeah, there's that, and uh, it's not just it's it's not just that. Like people looking at good careers for their future are in college right now, and they're not going to look at that for any length of time to ed- to education and say, "Yes, I can make good money doing that. That's worth it." You're talking I, about, sorry, are you talking about being a teacher or being a sub? Oh, being a teacher. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, because people aren't entering. We we have a teacher shortage. Yes, we do. We had a we had an opening at our school, and I. We did not have very many applicants. I think I stole one of your teachers. <laughs> oh, okay, that's possible. Yeah, but still, yeah, it's yeah. Just, 
a state of yeah we have little amount of teachers we do and there's again, not enough classroom teachers and there's sure as heck aren't enough subs covid again expedited than the notion that oh like i guess i'm gonna retire sooner than later yep and so even more people are leaving yeah they've talked about the mass resignation mm-hmm. and i think it's like a mass wake-up call it's like i i think COVID has sort of reminded us that life is really short. And so people are looking at their lives and looking at the things that don't make them happy and realizing that they can do something about it and want to use their voices Uh and make them heard. And so they're finding other avenues. Yes. Yeah. I, you know, it was interesting. I was talking to a friend who was talking about um, expediting the process. Mm -hmm. And I heard someone say that about relationships too, Mm, because I've known a lot of couples who have made some very big decisions. Yep. Um, And it it does seem like COVID has just sort of expedited whatever the outcome of the relationship was going to be in some of the cases I'm thinking about. So all negative or some positive. Uh, Curious. Yeah. Yeah, it's a mixture. Okay, mixture. Okay. Yeah, I know I've a lot of couples who've ones. gotten. I I know a lot of couples who've gotten closer. Okay. Who've cool. said that the time um during distance uh t- you know working brought them closer together, helped them um get their family priorities straightened out. Like mm-hmm. I know, uh, one couple I'm thinking of. Uh, one of them did a lot of uh, travel cool. before the pandemic, and so now they're home all the time yeah. and uh and really reorganizing their family life mm. and prioritizing their relationship and some of the things that were a struggle before just aren't now. So yeah, I that's yeah, yeah not all negative. Yeah, I, I think what you were saying earlier, like how this is not. It's hard. It's easy to blame the workers. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's like, oh, they just want to be, they want to siphon off of government funds or, uh-huh. oh, they are just being lazy. But really, as you're saying, it's a wake up call. Yeah. The fact that if organizations, if companies are not providing enough money for them to be sustainable, yeah. or if they're, if they're the workplace, um, and I'm not speaking about our district or any district in particular, I'm just talking yeah. about as a global just situation. collectively. Especially in America, it's like if the, if the companies are not like, upholding a good like um work ethic and there's been a lot of news on on big corporations like activision where there's just terrible situations going on and like you wonder why there's a shortage well if it's not being sustainable and also if there's not people exactly yeah Yeah. and this is a big wake-up call i think a lot of teachers that i've talked to um you know they already weren't and I'm not talking about local teachers. I'm mostly thinking of teachers in other states. Um, you know, they already weren't feeling valued in their yeah. careers. Mm-hmm. Their pay did not match their expertise. They didn't feel valued by their community. And yeah. now any board meeting you go to is just so contentious. Have you been to one? I have. It's been. It's ugly. It's bad. It is bad. And everyone's just on the polar ends. Yes. Everyone's really stressed. And uh, that's never a good foundation for having any kind of discourse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've been in crisis mode too long. And I'm concerned. I am too. Yeah. And here we are uh, in our schools trying to um, day by day teach our kids how to be good people. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. And meanwhile, I, I, I mentioned this on a podcast. I, I, on, I must have. Mm-hmm. I remember there was this TikTok of this teacher was all doing a field trip uh-huh. and a kid was acting out and he, like, the teacher says, can you please act like adult? And the student says, why would I? <laughs> <laughs> you, you adults are doing terrible things. And it's like, yeah, you're right. We try to instill so hard into our kids good values. Yeah. And sometimes when it hits the fan. Yeah. Like we don't exactly uphold those. <laughs> 
Well, of course not. We're yeah. all people and we yeah. make mistakes. And I think that we need to be okay with telling the kids that. But um, yeah, it, it feels a, it, it feels hard. Yeah. It really does. Yeah, I'm concerned too about the amount of school that kids have missed this year. Mm. It's I've never seen anything like it. There are <laughs> there are so many classes where I'm missing, you know, at least four, if mm-hmm. not way more than that, depending if we have a case or something, and then people have to get excluded um, from class. Yeah, I I made the comment a couple months into school to my teaching partner that it almost feels like I'm teaching for a posh private school with these class sizes. Mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> that is fair. Yep. Uh, the The American Academy of Pediatrics recommends that there's no more than twelve kids in an elementary class. Wait, really? They do. That's a that's a thing. Yeah, and I'm like, it only took a pandemic in order to get there. <laughs> Who would have known? Figure it out. Yeah. Well, that's that's the optimal. <laughs> no, but, uh, that's the optimal that's because the like optimal? that's how much they need they need adult attention in order to to have the support that they really need. But the problem is, in order to ensure the funding, they compress. Yes. And it's if about the money. Public education was more well funded. Yeah, there's a lot of things, but a lot of it comes back to lack of funding. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, we don't have enough resources we don't have enough people here's our common thread yeah we need more people we need more people but we need more uh, but people. in this case study mm-hmm. or case situation we need more funding or for those well-trained people to be in our well otherwise they trained won't come. people yeah yeah they need to be well trained and then they need to be treated as human beings they need to they need to know that they're valued at their place of work because my thing is like sure if public education is not doing it then why not go to a private institution in my situation? My, my, my viewpoint is because it's not equitable. Like people of lower income are not going to join those two. That's not the solution that (laughs) will. I remember a friend of mine, um, she was talking about how private institutions can often foster elitism. They can. Oh yeah. Not always, but it can. Sure. And like, like I think that I don't feel that that's, the number one solution yeah so oh i mean i'm i believe in public education i think that i think it's important that's why i teach in a public school it really aligns with my values i believe everyone i believe everyone should be well educated yes everyone deserves access to that yeah that's why i don't charge for concerts yeah oh yeah that's like i believe music education should be accessible to all people right um, you want to be here i want you here of class or race or monetary demographics. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. Okay. Tear down the barriers. Yeah. But also stay home if you're sick. Well, yeah. There's <laughs> Do that. <laughs> wash, wash your hands. <laughs> Please wash your hands. Wash. I remember a phrase like someone said, wash your hands and don't be racist. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> two, two point mantra. That's Wash good. your hands, don't be racist. There you go. Um, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> Please sneeze into your elbow. <laughs> so I think about why are we still music educators? That can sound very mm-hmm. grim, but I, I was li- listening to some people talk and they were sharing how Music education can you being a music teacher cannot be your identity. Yeah, it can't. I, I went through about, a phase. I called it my uh, music teacher Miss Frizzle phase, where like mm-hmm. my entire wardrobe was like me wrapping myself in giant treble claps and stuff. And yeah, it it was like my entire identity. And mm. I I realized, Nerd. That, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> if you haven't figured that out by now, mm-hmm. um, no, I just need to remind you. Hundred <laughs> percent, I own that. 
Yeah, I realized that I didn't, I, I hardly had anything in my wardrobe that wasn't related to my job. And I was like, oh man, this isn't good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think about Dan Nelson. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when the last thing, so Dan Nelson was a professor, professor of, ours. of ours, passed away, in, um, sadly enough, but he, uh, he had a, uh, one of his last speeches to our alma mater was he was talking about identity mm-hmm. and he was talking about me because um he had parkinson's and lou gehrig's disease yeah. mm-hmm. and so he was a very gifted trumpet player uh educator conductor, conductor. yeah and, and when he, he lost, slowly lost that when he lost the power of his hands he he he, he shared and like he just said what am i yeah and for him, his words was, I'm a child of God. Mm-hmm. That was what he had root himself in. And I still have a bracelet from him that mm, said, yeah. says, I am a child of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so in the one sense, I can't root myself in my identity as mm-hmm. a music educator because I think it's part of me, but that's not me. It might be fleeting, um, especially where we are. We sure. just never know. Well, not just that, but like mm-hmm. I think to be healthy, yeah. that cannot be the core of who we are. Totally. So I ask you are you, not your profession. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You are not your income. You're not this. No. But you're not your current housing situation. You're no. not your current relationship status, your family status, the car you drive. The hair you have or don't have. <laughs> you're a human being. Yes. And you are inherently valuable because you are you. Okay. With mm-hmm. that in mind, why are, why are you still a music educator? You're asking me Crystal yes, Pridmore? Crystal Pridmore. All right. I am still a music educator because I still feel that this job is the most powerful way for me to be as effective as possible and enact the greatest change. Mm. I, I feel like in my heart and soul, my purpose on this earth is to touch as many people as I possibly can and let them know that they are seen and loved and um, and help them be the best versions of themselves. And so for now, in this season of my life, and in in my career thus far for the last couple of decades, um, that means I'm a music educator. And I don't see that changing anytime soon. Um, I've never wanted to be anything else. But mm, really? Um, <laughs> yeah, really, I've wanted to be a music teacher since I was in fifth grade. Um, and it And not necessarily the current, you know, hippie sure. orf teacher version than i am it was <laughs> i used to want to be a band director and then a choral conductor because i didn't know that this was an option this is the best option we were in california and that didn't it wasn't exist. a thing yeah well and, and it wasn't in alabama when i was there either it was yeah. all band all the time because that goes with football um that's topic for another time it is <laughs> it is and it, oh my god i loved marching band mm-hmm. like that was that was my life yeah but yeah, I, I was actually reflecting on this because um, I feel like I've gone through a series of identities, as mm-hmm. one does. Yeah. Um, and I kept waiting to land. It's like there there were all these ways I defined myself. And it's like, what am I really good at? What do I love? What consumes me? And I'm I'm just like an all-in kind of person. Tim. Yeah, I yep. know. Like, I do a thing. There's I do a it all the way. There's a podcast here. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit passionate. Just a wee bit. Just a wee bit. <laughs> 60 episodes in and we still got almost. stuff to say. We're, yeah, we're there. getting there. We're getting there. We're, we're getting there. Yeah, but... Um yeah, I, I, I'm learning to not let the things that I do or the people that surround me be what defines me and learning to be secure in myself. Mm. And I'm hoping that I can help a lot of other people get there too and just rest in that. Like you don't have to try, you don't have to strive, you don't have to shape, shift, and bend. This is my three stuff coming out again. It's been a while since we talked Enneagram. Yeah, just got Bob said. <laughs> Hi there. Hi. Um, 
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just, yeah, I don't have to play the role. Mm. I just get, I just get to be me, and I want to help other people be them. Gotcha. So, how about you, Jonathan Seligman? Why are you still a music teacher? I am still a music teacher because I believe in it. Mm-hmm. I believe in music. Um, I believe that music can, does change lives. Mm-hmm. I believe that the ability to express, and maybe not just music, but the arts, and music is the the avenue that I exude that in or I teach that in. But mm-hmm. the arts, the arts matter. Um, mm-hmm. And they can, first off, like, while robots, while, while androids are taking over the earth, like mm-hmm. the thing that we have, they have yet to tap into are the arts. Yeah. Everyone's song, everyone's voice matters. Everyone's voice matters. And how you exude that is up to you. But in order to harness that, music teachers, art teachers need to exist. Yeah. And I find that, um, yeah, like this is the best way I can make a positive impact upon the world. Mm-hmm. And there are many ways to do that. But yeah. I have to choose one. We all have to choose one. And so, like, I'm going to spend my yeah. time working on this. And I believe that the arts are should not just be accessible to the rich. Yep. The arts cannot, and for, and they have been, unfortunately, for yeah. like, for so long. Like, you think about Mozart, you think about Beethoven, they served the royalty. Yeah. And only the courts had access to the music. Yes, mm-hmm. the common people did, but the people, the things, the songs that we venerate, are not that sadly enough. That's true. So it's my job to fight for the fact that it's not just the richest voices that matter. Mm-hmm. It is every voice matters. Mm-hmm. Be it the marginalized and also be it the people who have the spotlight as well. Yeah. Yeah. All people's voice matters. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, everyone. I'm going to reword that because that can come, come across as weird. Every person's voice matters. Every child's voice matters. Yeah. That's probably a better way to word it. it. And if they can find a way to exude that through music, Mm -hmm. then I've done my job. Music is its own learning modality. It is. We know this. Yes. We've said this before. Mm -hmm. There's reading. There's audiating. There's so many different ways that we learn. And music is its own. And if you don't have a comprehensive music education in your schools, you are not serving the people whose primary learning modality is music. And that is a disservice to our society. I also think about, I mentioned this in the last podcast when we were with Jasandra and Leah mm-hmm. uh, about a PD I was at with Dr. Bill, uh, Lads of Billings and Franklin Willis. Um, they were talking about how we, like, specifically Dr. Lads and Billings, she was like, bi- he's like, why do we bifurcate the science and the arts? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, it's ridiculous. It is. And then I recently was on, if you're a California educator and on Twitter, you should definitely be a part of the CA, uh, hashtag ca uh oh no, ca arts chat. Ed, ed chat yes mm-hmm. um where we talk about different stuff be part of it it's, it's good stuff um i forget who led the conversation on this one but she pulled up a quote it was either pauline or it was Je- uh, jeanette or Jean. Mm-hmm. i forget who said it anyways it was a quote from einstein um and and about she, his violin well he or was talking one. about how um I can actually just pull this up and I can try to filibuster. <laughs> like, so that all said, dot, dot, dot. Because <laughs> I, I think it's important that we get He was get a passionate musician. He was a, he was a violinist. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, and it's important also that we get these quotations right. Um, yeah, I Because agree. everything, don't, don't 
don't I don't care about NFTs. NFTs are terrible. <laughs> All right. It's the arts, Jonathan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, so um, the quotation was, it occurred to me by intuition and music was the driving force behind that intuition. My discovery was the result of musical perception, Albert Einstein. On its own, like, on, like in the vacuum, that quote is nice. But if you think about it, he was talking about his discovery on the um, theory of relativity. Mm-hmm. And he would not have discovered that if it was not for his understanding of music. Mm-hmm. If you're not musically or if your job, if your desire not to go into the arts, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But there are people that can double dip. There are people, and so like, well, yeah, yeah, I think we all do. And it gives it's just us, a way to understand things in a deeper sense. Exactly. Yes, mm-hmm. and there are many people who do it. Um, I, there's this uh, woman, uh, Ruby Ibarra, who is she's a scientist and a, and a rapper, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like it helps us understand everything in a different light so mm-hmm. i the re- reason why i'm still a music teacher i believe in it i yeah. believe in un- us exuding ourselves in safe spaces and brave spaces and important spaces mm-hmm. um and so because of that i'm gonna fight yeah <laughs> we need to make sure that this is still whole, uh, upholding itself because yeah. it's so needed and we see it time after time how it's taken away just because of funding and I'm concerned. I'm deeply concerned. Because it's not tested. It's not tested and the paradigms that exist don't understand it. Yeah, it's I true. I am thankful that I've been at a school site that understands the importance of the arts. But mm-hmm. I know that my school is a unicorn. <laughs> yeah. I've had amazing admin who have either been involved with the arts or arts adjacent. Mm-hmm. There are teachers who we were thinking of uh, for our variety show having a teacher uh, band because we've many people have played either flute or clarinet or such such yeah so i i am i am grateful and blessed and thankful that i've been surrounded by amazing educators that have that paradigm but not everyone does yeah especially the higher not uh, the higher ups i'm speaking as uh, to the straw man but like the higher ups in general unfortunately where the funding goes it's not always to the arts well, yeah, because they need to show proof that their interventions are working and they need to show it in numbers and data and those data are provided by testing. But what if how we see things is not the best way? Yeah, I know. What if we burn it all down? I'm with you. <laughs> like, please, I would love that. I think the most healing thing that we can be doing right now is learning how to work together. And there's no better way to do that than by sitting and making music together. I, I had a magical moment in many of my classes last week i've been working on a, a stick routine to we all need more kindness in this world which I saw is that. it was amazing well, thank you yeah. it's one of my favorite guy davis songs and i um i took an idea from another teacher and i transferred mm-hmm. it onto mm-hmm. some sticks to make it more covid friendly and it took a couple of classes for them to really get it but we had a moment we had a moment in several classes this week where it just locked in they had it it was in their body Um, They were working together. They were switching partners. They were doing a circle game. They were all doing this rhythm together and it was near perfection. And the feeling in that room was like that magical combination of intense concentration and joy. And it was like, oh, this is it. This is what I want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is what everybody deserves to be part of is something bigger than them. That's the feeling when I was growing up that I got in music ensembles and in church where I, which was the first place that I learned to make music with other people Mm -hmm. um, in choir. And everyone deserves that to, to understand what that feels. It's like, I have this thing in me that is contributing to this big, beautiful thing and learning how to be that individual solidly rooted in yourself who has a place in the larger community 
I think that's the key to so many things. And especially during these COVID times. Yes, when many of our kids have not been connected to other people. Especially during early COVID. Yeah. When schools were closed. They have not had that ability. It is vital as music educators for us to tap into that. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, going back to that that PD I was a part of, Mm -hmm. um, Dr. Ladson-Billings was talking about um, the necessity to release grief this is not her words i wish i remember her words but it was the necessity to release grief and we have not had that ability mm. and music is that it has that notion and we talked about this mm. in season two when everything closed yeah was that season two wow season one season two mm. i don't remember the time was a while ago but like we have not had that ability to actually process the grief yeah and we've talked about this we with pmea we talked about this on this podcast, we've talked about it several times. And talked about my webinar. And your webinar, exactly. Yep. And it's in, it's it's needed. And it is. right now, I think about trying to bring it back to the sub shortage situation and like us teachers being frustrated. Yeah. What is the solution? I mean, there's a We're two weeks back from winter break and everybody's so tired. I went into the, the teacher's lounge uh-huh. and you could just see it. Yeah. First off, the lack of teachers there. We've only had. Yeah, well, yeah, there's that because everybody's worried and distancing and also just but tired. Just, the key part is tired. There's a yeah. weariness. We've had that two you... four day weeks and we're feeling this way. I know. This is week three we're coming to? Yeah. And the first five day week back with kids. I came back to my my, my, my roommates and my roommates were just saying, John, you're, you, you should just cancel choir tomorrow. Yeah. You look so tired. Yeah. I and told like, you I've been in bed by seven every night. Showered in bed. <laughs> And I, I, the so there are many elements to the quote unquote solution. Mm-hmm. I think there are things that are unfortunately out of your our direct grasp that we yeah. can affect. If there are things you could probably talk to your union, talk to your district, talk to your admin about. But like mm-hmm. you as a music educator, I, my thought goes to what can you do for your community to mm-hmm. find a way to work with this constant grief and this constant stress. Yeah. And that I don't have an answer because it's sometimes, dependent upon each in your community. Sometimes it looks like helping them process it together. Sometimes it looks like providing some moments of joy and yeah. some possibilities for connection. Yeah. I've been focusing a lot on um, rhythm games, mm-hmm. spoken rhythm games, and then like stick games that they can do on the playground. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first came to my school, they didn't do clapping games on the playground. I didn't hear any jump rope games or like clapping games. So I kind of made it my personal mission cool. to teach them some of them um, and get that back on the playground again. And I feel like it's more important than ever. Like they need to know how to work together. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure out how to do it with, you know, not touching as much as possible. It's, it's so tough. It's tough to try to create connection when you physically cannot connect as easily. It is. Yeah. It is really hard and it feels really heavy. Yeah. I've tried to this, this past two weeks, I think I mentioned this with, uh, with our episode with Lee and Jasandra, um, trying to create 
lessons that are more on less on the uh, vocal skill because i focused a lot on vocal skill before covid mm-hmm. but more on just so we're trying to group shapes mm-hmm. uh, and like we're tr- w- amongst the <laughs> the the small room size i have mm-hmm. in conjunction with uh the covid regulations mm-hmm. but um which are ever changing which are ever changing like literally yeah. every five minutes we just got we just got another letter today i don't know if you read it yet i'm but not they are changing again Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... This is sound of a heartbreak. <laughs> I don't... It, it's not a bad change. I'm sure. It's just... It's just another change. It's just another change. Yeah, yeah it's... It's so hard. It's so hard. This is yeah. so hard. And I keep wondering how much more can we can we do? But I have to remember um, to keep it where it matters. The kids yeah. need to know we love them, yeah. that we're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm, my whole goal right now is like make school a place the kids want to be and make sure I don't quit on them. And so take care of myself in a way that I'll last, um, which is really, that's tough. It is. It's really tough. Mm-hmm. I want them to know that I'll be there though. I'm going to follow through my, on my commitment. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot, but we can do, a, we can do a lot. We're, we're missing a lot of kids in our classes. So there's all these large absences. And, and I feel like every single class, there's at least four or five kids that don't know what we did last week. So we can't build. Sure. And that's okay, too. Mm-hmm. And so, and sometimes the kids, like when I was doing the stick game with them, a few of them, um, you know, I started from the beginning um, every time. And it was a little bit of an accelerated version the second, third, and fourth sure. time we did sure. it. But um, they'd be like, we've already done this before. And I say, well, you've already done it before. And I know you're really good at it. But we have a couple people who, who weren't here. And I want to make sure that they feel like they're part of it. Actually, do you mind being my example since you seem to remember it really well? Are you willing to come on up here? Right. Turn those into the leaders. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Kids don't really understand others' perspectives. They don't oh, have the brain no. development for it. So you have to remember, make it explicit. I remember it was weird. I was I was six years old. And it was like the first time I had a, a, an inkling of, well, wait. They see something different. I was sitting down. Mm-hmm. like We were looking at, we were playing some card game. My brother, my, my dad and I were on the bed just like playing card game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, wait, what my brother sees is something different than what I see. Mm-hmm. And that was mind blowing, <laughs> <laughs> and so like, and that was like low level, and so like, and also that was physical, tangible. So yeah. to think about the element of uh, another child empathetically, yeah, understanding, and it, it's cool when they see it. It it's is really cool when you see it. It is. It's so. special. It's really cool to see um, them them grow and blossom and mm-hmm. and come with their own gifts at different times and. And remember that the ones who aren't behaving the way you expect them to behave are just in a different place in their development. Yeah. They need different support. It's not that they're bad. Um, they just are different. Yeah. Oh, man. This went lots of directions. I was this, not expecting it to. It's went lots of directions because, like, this whole situation is just in lots of directions. And yeah. we don't have con- direct control. The keyword's direct control. Mm-hmm. We don't have direct control. And so I think that for me, what... I want to do, and I keep on thinking, like, I'll revise it in the summer, <laughs> but uh-huh. I need to start revising it now. Like, I need to revise where my energy is going towards. Yeah. Because I, do. I, I have a limited amount of energy and I want to change the, I want it to change my community in the, in a positive way as much as possible, but I only have so much energy. Yeah. I and I'm realizing a, it more now. I'm more a mentor now. of mine, yeah. um, made, I made a comment the other day to me about my, um, my endless positivity. And I was like, I'm so glad that you think that about me. 
and I'm getting really tired <laughs> and I would like to continue to be a relentlessly positive person, but this is a lot. Yeah. 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 So take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Take care of yourself. Drink water. Sleep. And I, I, I challenge you as well, as much as I want to say, like, take care of yourself. Look at the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like it's easy for us to get seeped, uh, sopped, soaped, so whatever you fall, uh, whatever word you want to do. It's like you get drenched into drenched. There we go. We'll use the D word instead of the S word. Drenched. It's easy for us drenched. to get drenched into this this uh, this weariness, and yeah. I don't want to blame anyone because it's a lot. But it a lot. and again, <laughs> referencing what Jasandra said uh, last. That was time. good advice. Yeah. Be careful who you're talking to because you can get sucked down into the negativity vortex. You can, but yeah. there's so much around us that's mm-hmm. hard to avoid and it's easy and it's easy for us to just focus on our own woes yeah think about the bigger picture and see what you can do for the bigger picture mm-hmm. even in the small or in the big um because a lot of these things are it's a two it's a two-pronged problem like in mm-hmm. the one sense what can you do directly is something that and for me it's how can i help my kids yeah but what can you do in an aggregate sense it's bigger than us so how can we help our admin or how can we you know, honestly, advocate for music education in our unions. Yeah. Like the, think about the bigger picture with how the capacity you, you have. Or just how can you be kind to your colleagues right now? That's true as well. I'm, I went up to a colleague of mine and I gave her a compliment with the way she spoke to one of her kids. Like it was a really small thing, but I was like, that was so beautifully handled. I really admire the language you used. Mm. And, and I'm going to remember that phrasing. And she got teary eyed. Because she just hadn't heard encouragement like that. I think we're so focused on all the things that we're not doing as teachers. We're not giving ourselves credit and we're not yeah. looking for those things in each other. So those yeah. random words of kindness mean a lot. We all need more kindness in this world. We do. And justice. I love that song. That's my caveat though, always. <laughs> yeah, Jonathan has to add to it. I mean, I go back to Doug Goodkin. Joy, ja- joy justice, jazz can't have joy without justice you can't have justice without joy and you can have jazz without the two of them but why would you <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <sighs> i was telling jonathan that to me justice is inherent in kindness because you can't get kindness mixed up with niceness and he said yeah but the kids don't know that and yeah. i said well yeah but i tell them that like you have to <laughs> you have to tell them that being kind and being nice aren't the same my addition also is even adults don't know that it's easy for yeah, us to be true. saccharine and polyamorous uh, Pollyannish, but like that's not genuine. That's not genuine. Mm-hmm. And justice must also go beyond yourself. Yeah. And see the other side. So mm-hmm. yeah. And justice towards music education, justice towards equitable like teachers, like uh, being paid teachers being paid uh, appropriately. There's a lot. There's a lot to unpack here. I used to get really frustrated when I was younger and people would write me off because I I'm positive and I try mm-hmm. to be kind wherever I go. And I would be written off as naive and I still am. That was and the opposite. I'm <laughs> getting, oh yeah. Sorry, but finish your thought. That's Sorry. okay. Well I'm just I'm uh, it's part of my growing up, mm. I guess. Like I'm getting to where I just don't care as much anymore. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was more so like you overthink John. You are so stuck in your thoughts. Wow, John. Like, we're just trying to have a good time here. Like, <laughs> uh, it's a bit. <laughs> so it's funny. It's funny. 
I want to take a quick break and thank my husband, Brian, who's been working behind the scenes producing these episodes every week on all of the platforms and on time. But you need to know that he is first a financial planner for Mission Trails Financial. Mission Trails Financial is a partner that seeks to guide clients in the journey to financial success. They believe that people need a financial advisor that aims to provide strategies for success. Mission Trails Financial helps people navigate investments, tax planning, and insurance. Imagine working with an advisor who isn't tied to specific brands. Mission Trails Financial has a fiduciary responsibility to act in the best interests of their clients by providing independent, objective advice. Their mission is to help clients accomplish their financial goals. As Joe Vitale once said, a goal should scare you a little and excite you a lot. Do yourself a favor and set up a time to chat with Mission Trails Financial. Visit www.missiontrailsfinancial.com or call 619-419-0238 to schedule a call. You'll be glad you did. We believe that leaning on professionals is how we get ahead. Check out the program notes for more information. Cool. Well, welcome back from the break. Um, I have a spiccato. You have a spiccato. I do. But before the... Wait, wait, wait. Can we do this? Oh, yeah, yeah, I want to do that after the Oh, got it. Yeah, yeah. Well, welcome back from the break. Um, And breaks are so wonderful, aren't they? They are. We just had a really uh, awesome three-week break. Mm -hmm. But we could also... No, 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 no. Cut, cut, cut. Wait, wait, wait. How am I going to say this? You are struggling. No, I know. Maybe you need another drink. No, no. I'm cutting you off. (laughs) No, no, no. Finish the drink. It's all. Primoria bar is closed. You think you'd stop me? <laughs> I know uh, you know where it's all kept. Um, so uh, let's do it. Temp. All right. Welcome back from the break. But speaking of breaks and speaking of welcomes, um, <laughs> we welcome you. You, yeah, you, listener behind the glass, behind the the the, uh, the, the speakers. Speaker? Thank you. Yeah. Um, I was thinking with microphone, but isn't it here to go next level? Hmm. We welcome you to be a part of this community we have had some awesome emails um we talked about one uh or on the on the podcast a couple episodes we've also had some awesome guests and this would not be possible without you so we welcome you to help us out mm-hmm. to make sure these lights are still on by leaving us a review it's super important to make sure that we're more visible in front of other people so that we can have some awesome podcasts and have these lights and microphones literally on mm-hmm. so leave us a review on apple podcasts on spotify on google play on any podcast listening app you have and if you're not following us on youtube already do so there's some weird things that we do with our faces i don't know if you know <laughs> yes, especially recently, jonathan <laughs> <laughs> there's some weird things we do so Go check us out. If you don't want to check us out, that's fine. But do us a favor and subscribe to us. It helps, once again, welcome other people into this community. So, yep. And we read all of them. We do. And they they keep us going. They do. So <laughs> the theme of this whole podcast has been just tiredness. And this is our way of reaching out into the world. So if you're, if you're listening to this and you're talking back to us as you're driving, mm-hmm. tell us. Yeah. It means a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So please subscribe. Please leave us five stars. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your wife, to hide your kids. Um, so, <laughs> oh my god, okay. <laughs> that was an old reference. Yes, it was. Dude, you old? I'm uh, old. I have... <laughs> <laughs> Hard left turn I to the spiccato. Right, hard left turn. I brought my shruti box. Do you have a shruti box? What have you seen? Is this? a shruti box? You don't know about these? Okay, so this is an Indian I... instrument. 
Um, oh, yeah, because I'm supposed to know all Indian instruments. Well, Dave has one, so I just assumed that you'd seen uh, it before, but maybe, possibly, maybe possibly. he hadn't played it for you. I love these things. It's a drone instrument. Awesome. Um, and so uh, mine is a smaller one. They make them bigger with more levers, um, but it's great. Like, I can set it to a tone, so I'm just going to make a C major chord here. So you've... S- turn you, them you turn them and it's kind of, it's got it's got like a bellow um so if you've ever seen a harmonium it works similarly mm-hmm. but these ones are much more portable you can get them with shoulder straps on them cool. so you can kind of wear them uh, wear them like a messenger bag or something okay. um and then it's a drone and once you get it going you can you can fairly simply keep it keep it going awesome yeah so that's it it's it's a really simple little drone instrument and i love talking to the kids about what a drone instrument is and how it's not the kind of drone that you fly over uh, your neighbor's house good and point. ha 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 you know and then we talk about what a drone is in music so there you go. That's my shruti box. You, you don't go on to edamonline.com and see the etymology of the word drone and talk about that. <laughs> what? They're not that expensive. I picked this one up for about a hundred bucks. Um, and it's not the best quality one, but um, I really like it a lot. There's um, there's another bellow on this side too that oh, kind okay. of pokes so. out. You really do. I'm I'm not sure how it's going to sound on the podcast, so I wasn't really pushing it very hard. But um, I normally would be getting it going. There it goes. Isn't that cool? <laughs> so John would beatbox with it. <laughs> I like it. And uh-huh. then switch the levers to... Yeah, you can change the chord if you would like. Oh, you can do it. insert an A sharp in oh, here. Oh, God. Got your diminished chord there. Oh, no, no. You can change it while what? it's going, though, is uh, what I was rude? doing. Uh, yeah, rude. I rude. Mm-hmm. I was controlling this. Um, it's my instrument. I know, but we're doing <laughs> um, So what would I do? Um, yeah, how I mean, would you use it? I feel like the obvious answer, and you know, me being the um, the local hipster in this mm-hmm. crowd, um, there's only two of us. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, we all know it's not me. Yeah, so. it actually would Mark. Let's be real here. That's, that's um, real. I feel like, so the obvious one is just to sing with a drone. Yeah. But sure. what else could you do with this? Beyond that, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a musical instrument. It's meant to be. I know song. <laughs> you can sing. We we can play along with it with lots of other orf instruments. I am thinking about an activity that David Frigo did. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this is still a music activity with an instrument, but he did it with a piano. Okay. So you could probably do this one. Mm-hmm. Um, something that he did was really cool. He ha- forward backwards turn. Yes, uh-huh. I knew it. So what he would do is he would select the key you're in. Let's just say it's C major, and if you hear the dom, if you hear the, the tonic, no, no, yeah, tonic, mm-hmm. you are walking forward. forward. Once you're the dominant, the five, you start walking backward. backward. When you start hearing the subdominant so maybe the four you start tw- twirling around you can choose whichever chord you want to and incorporate mm-hmm. a different kind of movement i think that would be cool to my kids tr- love that game we play it on the playground and i bring Ooh, my guitar out cool yeah awesome that is the perfect social distancing game i should incorporate that i tried that mm-hmm. pre-covid okay i should incorporate that more mid-covid that's it's a great one 
do you have an activity or a well, song okay. or such? So I use it all the time to sure. sing to, but this is um this is actually a kid powered instrument in my classroom. Okay. Um okay. and that's what I love about it. Everybody from about second grade up can get the hang of it. It's Chill. not hard. Yeah. Uh, because it's so small. Uh-huh. Uh, and so I just I I let them take turns cool. and uh and they play along to a lot of different things that we're working on. So we usually have some sort of round that we're doing. And uh, they provide the accompaniment, and cool. it's it's a big honor for them to get I'm to sure. be the person who plays the shruti box. That's so. awesome. Yeah, I like it. It's fun. And speaking of that, I'm going to use it for the round of the week. Round of the week. I picked this one out because I thought it was a little bit funny. This is come to school. <laughs> For an episode about absences. <laughs> My gosh. Um, this is, so wait, is this for the kids to sing? Or is this for the admin to sing <laughs> to teachers? The teachers. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Oh, Come to school. Oh. Um, so this is by Evan Stevens. And it was written in 1899. Okay, so it is well, in the public in domain. Um, I found this was one. Was he a good man? I have no idea. Let us know. Was Evan <laughs> Stevens a good man? Or if you are Evan Stevens, a different one. Let us know. Are you a let good person? Know. I mean, I guess he still could be alive. He'd be like 150. Um, this is, this was retrieved <laughs> from bethsnotes.com. Okay. Um, if you don't know about Beth's Notes, it's a very good website. It's very valuable. All right. We're not sponsored by Beth's Notes. Come to school with smiling faces at the ringing of the bell. Ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong bell. Ready? Come to school with smiling faces at the ringing of the bell. Ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong bell. Come to school with smiling faces at the ringing of the bell. Ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong bell. Come to school with smiling faces at the ringing of the bell. Ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong This reminds me of, we wish you a long, long life. Oh, it does, doesn't it? I thought it was fun. Our friend Crystal. Yeah. <laughs> our friend Evan. We <laughs> hope you had a good, good life. <laughs> Indeed awesome. we do. Wish him nothing but goodness. Rest in peace, good sir. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Crystal, mm-hmm. this was a big topic, but it was a good it topic. Was. Um but thank you for being part of this. Uh, how can people, if they have questions, ask you questions? You can find me and DM me at Mrs.Pridmore on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter at Finny Vapa. And don't do what I did accidentally. Don't video call her without asking permission. I did <laughs> not to you. I did it to, uh, to, to Miss Kate Sings. I hit the wrong button. Oh, that's funny. It was Ako Taco. Um, yep. Anyways, uh, you can find me. Rob at... Amption did that to me on Facebook Messenger once. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> <laughs> you can message me or find me or follow me at Mr. Seligman, M-R-S-E-L-I-G-M-A-N on the Instas, on the Twitters, or on the TikToks. And you can find us at CH Classroom on all the socials except for YouTube, youtube.com slash 
Chaotic Harmony Classroom. And you can email us. Please do email us. Are your thoughts? Please do. Um, at Chaotic Harmony Classroom at gmail.com. Especially about this topic. We want to know how you guys are doing. Yeah, Let how us are know you? how you're hanging in there. And um, if you send us a voice memo, we can play it on the air too. Mm-hmm. So um, you can just take it on your phone and, and email it to us at Chaotic Harmony Classroom at gmail.com. Yeah. Hang in there. We're thinking of you. We're sending you guys lots of love. Thanks. Bye. Bye. The Chaotic Harmony Podcast is a joint project between Crystal Pridmore and Jonathan Seligman. You can find us online at chaoticharmonyclassroom.com. You can email us at chaoticharmonyclassroom at gmail and let us know what you think. Give us feedback about what you would like to hear in future episodes. We're on all the socials. Find us on facebook.com slash chaoticharmonyclassroom. You can find us on Twitter at chclassroom, Instagram at chaoticharmonyclassroom, and you can even find our episodes on YouTube. Chaotic Harmony is the name of of our channel. Special thanks to Brian Pridmore for his help with production and equipment. www.pridmoria.com Like that. Like that. Like that. Like a zoo. Like a zoo. Don't make me sing. <laughs>